Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Ed Cheney, a CBD industry expert and business executive. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods of treatment that are alternatives but also complement conventional medicines. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Welcome, listeners, to the CBD Ed Show. I'm your host, Ed Cheney, along with the beautiful Kimberly Rose. Hello, everyone. Thank you, Ed. Boy, we are super grateful that you're joining us on a Friday. I think the show today will be very informative and is full of some drama. Yeah, I I didn't realize that there was so much drama around an issue. I didn't think, I don't think most do. No. Uh, You know the ones who did know were the ones who have this disorder Mm-hmm. and were, well, like most, go onto the internet looking for some direction. Those people knew. Yeah. They went on there and went, what the, this is a shit show. Yeah, it's, I, again, <laughs> I didn't realize until we, right. we started diving into it, and, and it's a lot of controversy. Well, the team uh, back at the office came up with the idea of doing this show uh, because they also were aware Uh, Our topic today is the science behind CBD and glaucoma. And they became very aware that there was this division of opinions on this topic. So it was to the service of our listeners to dig in deep and find out what the heck's going on with this. Right. Yeah. Well, initially I had a customer that came in and she said, you know, do you guys carry CBD eye drops? And I said, I have not brought those into the store yet. Yeah. Um, Mainly because I just don't have the the customers that are looking for that. At the CBD cabinet, you guys do care about what goes in your customers' bodies. Yeah. Right. And I said, well, I have not done enough research on that situation to figure out if it's a good idea or not a good idea let me dig in a little bit more and i'll get back to you i took her name and number and that's probably where it all started and i'm gonna send her i don't know what to send i mean i guess i'll send her some research yeah we have plenty (laughs) of it yeah (laughs) we really do uh okay well let's get this show underway Mm mm-hmm All right, so again, today's topic, the science behind CBD and glaucoma. Why why did we title it the science behind it? Because that's what we have to reveal today. Yeah. The opinions differ. So why not dig right into the science? And we're going to talk about the whole plant, right? Just not just CBD, but... Cannabis in general. Cannabis. Cannabis in general, but you'll easily see how the conversation divides between the two primary cannabinoids in the cannabis family, the THC molecule and the CBD molecule. Right. No other molecule or cannabinoid in the hemp plant has surfaced in any of the studies I re- reviewed. Okay. Okay, which is, you know, just south of about 12 of them. Uh, let's start with a conversation on what is glaucoma. And we want to do that because both you and I sat down and went, we asked the same question. Yeah. I mean, we are aware of it. We know it's not good. We, we, yeah. And that it, yeah, it leads to some pretty devastating outcomes. Right. But we, that, we just didn't know much more. So we thought as a service to our listeners would be a nice general overview of this disorder. Let's go ahead and get started. So glaucoma is a condition 
that damages your eye's optic nerve. It gets worse over time. It's often linked to a buildup of pressure inside your eyeball. Yeah. Glaucoma tends to also run in families, and you usually don't get it until later in life. Okay, so it is hereditary? Can be it hereditary, can be correct. Hereditary. Okay. All right. Now, again, so what we have inside your, going on inside your eyeball is the fluid inside your eye usually flows out of your, so it flows in and out of your eye through this little mesh-like channel. And if this channel gets blocked or the eye is producing too much fluid, then the liquid builds up and you get something called... Uh, let's see here. It is called. <laughs> <laughs> it's called painful? Ocular pressure. Oh, there you go. All right. And when you get that ocular pressure, it is damaging to the nerve. Okay. Okay. Your, your eye can handle a certain amount of pressure. Yeah. And through activities in our life, we can hit that, that, that limit, but it's when that limit stays or it exceeds is when damage can occur. Okay. All right. So let's let's talk about this a little bit. You're more likely to get it if you are an African American, Irish, Russian, Japanese, Hispanic, or of Scandinavian descent. Hmm. Okay. Right? If you are over 40, if you have a family history of glaucoma, if you are nearsighted or farsighted, if you have poor vision, if you have diabetes. If you take certain steroid medications such as prednisone, if you take certain drugs for bladder control or seizures, ha if you've had any injuries to your eye, mm -hmm. or have corneas that are thinner than usual, have high blood pressure, heart disease, diabetes, or sickle cell anemia, and then finally have high blood pressure, or have high eye pressure. I apologize, high eye pressure. Okay, so that's quite a list. It is quite a list. Wow. Yeah. Now, and I got this from multiple sites like uh, the Mayo Clinic and WebMD. Mm -hmm. Those are where this list uh, I derived it from. Uh, how about symptoms? Now, interesting enough, most people with glaucoma don't have symptoms. And if symptoms do develop, it's usually late in the disease. Okay, so I got to figure like pain starts is going to be your first symptom. <laughs> pain is in there. Eye pain is one of them. Yeah, so yeah. apparently when that pressure builds up, you will experience eye pain. Yeah. You will also, it's possible you will see halos around light. You will have vision loss. And then when we talk about vision loss, it usually starts from your peripheral. And most common is the center towards your nose. That's the area that goes first, and it's when I say lost, it literally is loss. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the per peripheral to the outside starts to dissipate, and then that circle just starts to close. Uh, redness in your eyes, or eyes that look hazy, and also upset stomach or vomiting. Hmm. All right. Now there's there's tests, and the tests are painless, and they don't take very long. Your eye doctor will test your vision. They'll use drops to widen or dilate your pupils and then examine your eyes. They'll check for optic nerve for signs of glaucoma. They'll, they may even take photographs so they can spot changes 
between visits. Uh, they'll do a test called a tenopetry. A tenopetry. Tenometry. Yeah, I know I'm saying that right. But anyway, to check your eye's pressure. Yeah. And yes, I saw that test all over all the all the reading I was doing. Uh -huh. So a very common test. They may also do a visual field test to see if you've lost any of your peripheral vision. Gotcha. All right, let's keep going on with a little bit more information I thought was helpful for you guys. Uh, how about treatments? So your doctor may use prescription eye drops, oral medication, laser surgery, or microsurgery to lower the pressure in your eye. That's really the outcome they're seeking. Mm -hmm. Because again, the most common is that the pressure, uh, that the fluid is not leaving the eye. Not as common as too much fluid, uh, fluid being produced. So they can use some of these surgical methods to actually create uh, a, a greater opening or a more effective way for the fluid to leave. And that would then release the pressure. Now, what is this interocular eye pressure thing? All right. Well, uh, okay, so build up a fluid, fluid not relieving. So building up of pressure is the, the, uh, the interocular uh, pressure. And these tips may help to control the high eye pressure. And I got this from the Mayo Clinic. So first, eat healthy. Eating a healthy diet can help you maintain your health, but it won't prevent glaucoma from worsening. So so I guess if you eat healthy, then maybe your blood pressure will go down a little bit. Correct. And pressure correct. in the body is... And I'm thinking the same thing for number two, which is exercise safely. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have... We also have... Limit your caffeine. Yeah. We have sip fluids frequently. By the way, this is not the first time I've heard that strategy to sip fluids all day long was a more effective way to hydrate. Anyway, sleep with your head elevated and then take prescribed medicines okay. that they might use to reduce the eye pressure. Also suggesting have, have regular eye exams. The sooner your doctor spots the signs of glaucoma, the sooner you can start treatment. All adults need to be checked for glaucoma every three to five years. If you are over the age of 40 and have family history of the disease, get a complete eye exam for, from an eye doctor every one to two years. If you have health problems like diabetes or at risk of other eye disease, you may need to go more often. Okay, so learn your family history. Ask your relatives, so forth. Right, right. Fo follow your doctor's instructions. If they find that you have high blood eye pressure, then they might give you drops to prevent the onset of glaucoma. Okay, so a simple test. You go into your eye doctor. He said you have high ocular pressure. They might give you some eye drops that keep that pressure down, mm -hmm. and that could prevent the onset set of glaucoma. Uh, we talked about moderate uh, exercise. They did say safely. So do moderate activities like walking or jogging at least three times a week. Uh, and then protect your eyes from damage by using eyewear. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. There is a general overview of the disorder glaucoma. Again, uh, I, I know I say this a lot in the shows. Uh, it's just something that you don't think about, right? Your eyes, you don't really ever... 
Take them for granted. Most, yeah, most yeah. people take them for granted. I mean, I'm blind as a bat, so I get uh, examined often so that I can get my prescriptions. But uh, yeah, it's just something you just don't really think about. Yeah, 100% agree with you. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's start looking into the science. And I think what you will see is there are very distinct differences in perspectives. You will find that there are some that have shared opinions and some that have divided opinions. And where they are divided and shared is very consistent through much of the reviews and online discussions. They're all very consistent. Yeah, I mean... So it was easy to come up with a almost a conclusive, hmm, this is where we're at with the subject, huh? Right. And so I thought, I mean, I'll just tell you what I initially thought. I heard that THC helps with glaucoma, you know, the pain. And so I just uh, thought that it was just a natural um, conclusion that CBD would also help because it calms things down. That I, I just figured it was a natural conclusion that it, right. CBD would also help. I, I was reading stuff, and depending on which clinically reviewed uh, uh, survey or clinically reviewed study, I would, I would really come to a conclusion of this would be good. And I, then I'd read another one, and I'm like, whoa, don't, you, oh, don't put that stuff in your eye. Yeah. Oh, my God. And these... <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Right, well, here, listen. Let's start this conversation with, yes, there is an argument. And the argument is, there is lacking human trial and insufficient clinical studies. There are opinions based on anecdotal outcomes and narrowed perspectives. Yeah. So, poor, poor victim, which is the population. Right. Like, what the hell do we do here? Well, I guess we're just stuck. But they can't be stuck because you'll read, I'll read here in your follow that sometimes the prescribed medication, the, pharma, the pharmaceutical medication to treat, some humans are resistant to it or, or have become, uh, uh, you know, have, have become, uh, you know, we, it just not, it's just not using it. It's just not working anymore. So okay. they have to have an alternative. So this is not a good spot for this to be in. Right. All right. Anyway, so that's the argument. Let's just start talking. Okay. All right. So I found all of these, all of these articles, all of these studies. So let's just start running down them. Okay. First one I said I I found was CBD administration did not reduce IOP, that's interocular pressure, at any time. However, the higher doses of CBD produced a transient elevation of, inter- in, uh, of ocular pressure at the four hours after administration. So, so let's just start there. The it increased the pressure. So, if that's a problem in glaucoma, who the hell wants to take CBD for it? So, this particular, and this was Wiki. Okay. Okay. And how, how this long was ago? so. No, well, Wiki doesn't oh. date anything. They that so you type in CBD for glaucoma, and Wiki is the first thing to pop up. I just wanted to read that to you. Oh, okay. All right. So, wow, uh, that sounds pretty scary to me. All right. Now we have another peer review, and the rest of these are all going to be peer reviewed studies 
found in legitimate places. I vetted the sources. I made sure that nobody had an agenda, like they were tied to, you know, an industry or had uh, any financial uh, any financial association and so forth. So the rest of these are all going to be very clean. Cannabinoid and glaucoma. Now, this was a review. It was cited 193 times, but it was back in 2004. Okay, and it was done by the Eye Clinic and the Aberdeen Royal Infirmary in Aberdeen, UK. All right, glaucoma is one of the leading causes of blindness in the world. In spite of the diverse therapeutic possibilities, new and better treatments for glaucoma are highly desirable. Cannabinoids effectively lower the interocular pressure. Okay. Thus could be a great potential. So they're saying yes. Yes. All right. Okay, that's in 2004. Now we have another one. Let's just go right to the Mayo Clinic. How about their report that they did in October 23 of 2020? Just two years ago. Alternative medicines. Some alternative medicine approaches may help you your overall health, but none is an effective glaucoma remedy. Talk to your doctor about their possible benefits and risks. So one of their one of their alternative remedies would be herbal, such as bilberry extract. And I'm sorry, audience, I did not bother to go in and find out what bilberry was because it wasn't on my radar. Right. Relaxation techniques and third marijuana mm-hmm. and, and they state after marijuana research shows that marijuana lowers eye pressure in people with glaucoma but only for three to four hours other standard treatments are more effective the american academy of ophthalmology doesn't recommend marijuana for treating glaucoma okay so but I, I, why can't you use it in conjunction? Can you use it in conjunction if you're... Well, there's others that suggest different from this, too. Okay. All right. So I'm just going to kind of lay out the minefield first, and then let's see if you we can come back and argue some of these points. All right. How about from the San Antonio Eye Institute? While marijuana does lower interocular pressure, it has major drawbacks as a treatment for chronic long-term disease like glaucoma. First, unlike glaucoma eye drops, some of which are effective up to 24 hours, smoking TAC reduces eye pressure for only three to four. All right, so this would cause marijuana users to, you know, eight to 10 doses per day. May be pretty hard to operate at eight to 10 doses a day. Yeah. All right. this would also be cost prohibitive. Apparently, the, the prescription medication for glaucoma mm-hmm. is not super expensive. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. The physical and mental side effects of frequent marijuana use would reduce one's productivity, thereby making it very helpful. And marijuana also impairs judgment and coordination, increasing paranoia, elevates heart rate, and irritates the eyes. All right, now that last part might be a little subjective, but you can see where they were going with this. Well, that's what I was, that was one thing I was wondering. So we know that, you know, marijuana can dry your eyes out. And so does that bother a glaucoma? Well, it's suggesting here that it's an irritant. Okay. That's really where they were going with that. Gotcha. 
Uh, okay, how about a summary of current evidence? This is a therapeutic update published in July of 2020, and it was published in the magazine Glaucoma Today. All right, it says cannabis and glaucoma, despite very limited evidence for the use of cannabis and glaucoma treatment, a significant portion of online publicity available sources advocate its use for this purpose. This was in August 2020. So you can see we're stacking up both sides of the table here. Yeah. Hey, how about we go to another reputable source, the American Academy of Ophthalmology. This is a published review, clinical review too, uh, March of 2021. Okay. So just last year. Uh, titled, Cannabis Isn't a Practical Method for Treating Eye Conditions, Here's Why. All right. Glaucoma and other eye conditions cannot be treated with cannabis or other compo compounds derived from marijuana, such as CBD. That's because eye pressure must be managed 24 hours a day to effectively treat glaucoma. It's simply not practical to use marijuana constantly. Then they note, to reduce eye pressure in a noticeable way and maintain that reduction, you would have to ingest 18 to 20 milligrams of THC six to eight times a day, every day. Ingesting such large amounts of cannabis would dramatically affect your mood, mental clarity, and lung health. How many milligrams did they say they needed? 18 to 20 milligrams, oh. six to eight times a day. Okay, well. Which you're all basing it off of one study. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a lot for me anyway. <laughs> all right, you'd not be able to drive, so forth and so forth. Right. Okay, now to mention the cost of the marijuana would also be prohibitive. Mm -hmm. Most patients could not afford this. That's how they ended that. Okay. 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 All right, let's keep going. By the way, that was the American Academy of Ophthalmology. All right, how about the cannabinoids, THC and CBD, act via distinct receptors to reduce corneal pain and inflammation. This was a study in February 2018. And I'm just going to go right to the conclusion. Topical cannabinoids reduce corneal hyperalgesia. Now, what does that mean? Extreme sensitivity to pain and inflammation. Okay, so topical cannabinoids reduce corneal hyperalgesia and inflammation. The pain relief and anti-inflammatory effects of THC are mediated primarily via the CB1 receptor, whereas that of the cannabinoid CBD involves the activation of the CBT, CBD I'm sorry, the CB2 receptor, suggesting that cannabinoids could be a novel clinical therapy for corneal pain and inflammation resulting from ocular surface injury. Now, why did I throw this guy in here? I threw this guy in here because a lot of comments out there, I'd have to even say one that was posted by FDA, which was just a press release from uh, another report that they had gotten in, I can't tell you if it was peer-reviewed or not, that said, yeah, don't put it in your eye, you're going to go blind. All right. So, but science is, is saying, so I needed to add that in. Yeah. Because science is saying this would really ha it be a, uh, a useful alternative 
uh, for reducing, uh, for reducing, I just want to say this right, corneal pain and inflammation. Okay. All right. All right. Project CBD, who we're always touting as being a good source of reliable information, also wrote an article on cannabis for corneal neuropathic pain, positive one, where both THC and CBD provide use there. And then, you know, I found this review. Let me see here. Well, you know, first, let's, let's talk about the FDA one. So what bothered me about the FDA, and this is just a, a little bit of drama, uh, I, so I found a press release that was on their site, and they just went to all the negative stuff that I had seen if I just Google searched, mm-hmm. and I didn't go to peer-reviewed science. And it was just so, the scare tactic was there, and it really was in a big way. Uh, going blind, and you shouldn't do this, and so forth. And I thought it was uh, a bit odd because it seems that medical science was on the fence. In other words, they see both positive and negative benefits, and they, they war- it warranted more studies. But when I went to the agency that was designed to protect us from this, I didn't see that. And I wondered how that came to be. Why, why, wasn't, why isn't FDA listening to the science community? So I just wanted to share that. Um, there are press releases on there. Uh, if you just search FDA and glaucoma, you'll, you'll run into that press release piece. Uh, and it was, you know, a few years back when they posted it. Uh, I, I'm, I think from memory, uh, let me look. I believe it might have been a 2018 or 2019 publish. Well, you know, it's always interesting where they take a stance on something, especially if there's not enough research. I mean, nobody nobody is taking an absolute stand. It's not that THC doesn't relieve the pressure. It's the amount of THC that you'll have to take throughout the day yeah. that makes those people say or not recommend it. Yeah. Well, you know... And if I understand this correct, the FDA does provide for the guidelines in which to do accepted clinical studies and reviews to be able to present any product to the market. And it seems to date they've blocked all those. Yeah. And it seems to date I get stuff like this where they really don't match with science. They match with something else like an opinion or right or narrowed focus anyway um so uh, yeah that was a little frustrating for me to read that since uh we're all waiting for this industry and the public involved is all waiting for these standards to be well maybe they had them. to maybe they, maybe they had to take these stances um back in 18 2018 because as soon i mean people were just making CBD eye drops and companies were making all this these products out there. Uh, um, yeah. So they had to say yay or nay. Yeah. Although I again, I mean, it could have been a response. It could have been a response generated right uh, from where the industry was at, at that time. 
Yeah, because there's quite a few. Actually, there's a quite a few of uh, CBD eye what, drops. What did you find when you went out there? Um, I that's th- that's what I th- th- there was quite a few, and when there you say was quite a few more than I would a dozen say more or than a hundred. Oh, no, no, no. I would say probably. I would. I mean, I stopped at a dozen. Okay, but stopped I'm at a sure dozen. I could have kept going. Live. Um, and they all see. Obviously, everybody's on their website had that the it's good. It's a good thing to do. Okay. Did you see more uh, of an abundance of CBD or all CBD or some THC? What I didn't see any THC. No, didn't see any THC. Okay. Right. So I don't know if it's just smoking um, cannabis that relieves the pressure, or is it no, just actual... just the presence of THC? Because if it's if if you put a THC eye drop in your eye, are you gonna feel the effects of? You're not gonna feel psychoactive effects, are you, of THC? If you if you that's a really good question. Right. If yeah. it gets into your bloodstream, you will. You will. Right. And so it seems that it would. So for just from my, you know, limited knowledge. Right, right. Yes. Because we didn't do that kind of a dive. Like what are they? What, yeah. I, I think the general idea is to smoke it. Yeah. Not to put it in an eye drop and put it in your eye. You know, I so I've got one really good study I can't wait to share, but I'm going to do it after the break so I don't have to get a break in the middle. But I have to share, uh, now that we're talking about, you know, eye drops and so forth. So one of the animal studies, literally, you know, because they, they tell you how the study was performed because they needed to. Mm-hmm. And so these poor rodents were subjected to, are you ready? <laughs> literally, um, pepper. You know, like putting pepper on your eye or small little lacerations. I just, uh, I don't ever <laughs> want to hear how these they, things happen. And they, and they, uh, and they measured the pain <sighs> by blinking patterns. Yeah. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, oh my goodness, this is so sad. <laughs> well, when I think about it, how else you gonna get an animal to, because it can't talk, it can't. Right. Uh, so. I get it. I get it. But I also said, I also read somewhere about the CBD molecule. I mean, they needed to shrink it all the way because it has to go in saline. Yeah. It can't be in an oil. You right. can't put an oil right. in your right. eye. So um, So you saw a lot of that microencapsulation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. That's interesting. And that kind of makes sense, too. Right. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, hey, so far, we're on the fence. Mm-hmm. All right. When we take a break, we're going to come back and we're going to see if we can nudge to one side or the other. But I don't know. I'm just going to share. I'm just going to share what we found. Yeah. And we'll we'll find out. All right. All right. Everybody come back and see what happens. And we'll be right back. Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device. 
including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at the com. That's info at the com. Now, back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, hey, welcome back, listeners to CBD Ed Show. We're talking about the science behind CBD and glaucoma. And we do have an argument. Yes. Lacking human trials and insufficient clinical studies. And on the opposition, lots of opinions based on anecdotal outcomes and narrowed perspectives. Yes. So that is our challenge. That is the drama behind this topic. While you were on break, we were, before we went on break, we were talking about eye drops with THC in them. And it seems there are. A, a brand or two out there. Yeah. Uh, but there was an interesting read here uh, that we came across, and it suggested, well, what about THC eye drops? And they said they've been tried, but THC can't be administered in a water-based drop. So one study used an oil-based delivery method, but there were two strikes against that. It didn't result in, in, in reducing the interocular pressure, and it caused significant eye injury or eye irritation. Well, yeah, I, 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 oil doesn't go in the eye. Yeah. And no. So that's what I was I was thinking that they can't get it the molecule down into a saline. It's, no, they would have had to have solved this. Okay. Yeah, they would have had to have. Uh, I can't tell when this is. This looks like a wiki uh-huh. uh, read. Anyway, well, that's what we do for you when we're on break. You know, we don't mess around. We, we actually go back to work. <laughs> and she found, uh, she found some THC drops that were out there. Um, and, yeah. And then we also answered the question, uh, if THC is administered through the eyeball, expect it to get into your bloodstream quickly expect the psychoactive consequences of thc well yeah i again i didn't realize that you would uh there would be a psychoactive part to that yeah so apparently quickly too so just wanted to kind of share that so if you do go into that that direction using thc eye drops to help you with your 
reducing your interocular, uh, the, your, your ocular pressure, then be aware that it will get into your bloodstream. Yeah. And it will pass that. It will pass on that psychoactive effect. All righty. Let's go into another study that I really think was the best study of them all. And as a matter of fact, it had been cited so many times that even I ran into a study that cited it. Oh, nice. Uh, that, you know, I don't even have to share today. The, uh, the Delta-9 tetradrocannabinoid and cannabidiol different, differentially regulated interocular pressure. So, again, they talked about THC having one effect and CBD having another. Now, the study I'm about to share with you will actually provide the why and the how and make this conversation a little bit more clearer. Uh Uh-huh. All right. And we discussed in the beginning of the show, right, that the eyes are connected to the CB1 receptors? No, that there are both receptors in your eye. Oh, both. CB1 and CB2, as well as a few G-protein receptors as well. Okay. Okay. But we'll get a chance to at least hear a little bit about that. Okay. You know, as I review this study, and there's a little bit of reading because I don't want to misquote. So I might just kind of read and talk, read and talk. Good. All right. So the study uh, uh, called, uh, let's see here, cannabidiol signaling the eye and its potential as an ocular therapeutic agent. Now this was, let's see, where was it? Where was it? This was... Initially, uh, this was at the Department of Pharmacology and Toxology in Louisville, Kentucky, and was posted May of 2021, so just last year. The therapeutic potentials of cannabidiol for ocular conditions says CBD is recognized for its antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, neuroprotective properties. In this section, we discuss the observed effect of CBD and ocular tissue and its indication for ocular disorder. Specifically, we discuss CBD in corneal inflammation and pain. We also looked at it in excitoxicity, diabetic retinopathy, and interocular pressure. Okay. Now, the fact that they included interocular pressure made me go right to that section. Yeah. So, I am going to share exactly what they said under interocular pressure, which is currently the only treatable factor of the disease in glaucoma. Mm -hmm. Okay. Interocular pressure lowering drugs work to decrease aqueous humor production, and or increase aqueous humor drainage. This is that fluid that we talked about earlier. So the production of it and the drainage of it. For patients that do not respond to the drug or the drug combinations that are currently out there, or the patient has developed tolerance for those existing drugs, novel medications are needed to lower this inocular pressure and to prevent future optic nerve damage. Because remember, that's what inocular pressure leads to is 
nerve damage. So, and then once that's there, you're blind. And then vision loss associated. Mm. All right. However, so it's it states in here, THC is well documented and is consistently shown to decrease IOP. Okay. This is a very respected, peer-reviewed, often cited study. Yeah. Study. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'll just read that again because it seems to kind of go against some other people. Mm-hmm. THC is well documented and is consistently shown to decrease IOP. All right. However, the effects of CBD on IOP is much more controversial. So far, nine independent reports have published regarding the effects of CBD on IOP. Four reports indicate that CBD has no effect on IOP. Three reports demonstrate that CBD decreases IOP. And two reports show and CBD and D I'm sorry, and two reports show and CBD induced increase in IOP. A CBD induced increase. And IOP. Mm. So, in clarity. So, it increased the it pl- pressure. Encouraged the increasing uh, increase of that IOP. All right. So, I'll just say that again. Four reports indicated it had no effect. Three reports said it decreased it. And two reports said it increased it. I'm a little lost on yeah. the position of some of our other players here. Well, what position? Like d- it, the ones that say it de- it decreases have uh-huh. a, a a company with CBD eye drops, <laughs> or I can tell you what it tells me: more study needed. Right. All right. A recently published study in mice showed an increase in interocular pressure at one and four hours post topical application of CBD. A recently published study. Topical. Uh, right. So okay. one at the one and four hour mark post a topical application of CBD. CBD significantly decreased IOP one hour post treatment in CB1 knockout mice and the effect is attributed to the GPR18. Now the GPR is a G protein coupled receptor. So I'll read that again. So Interestingly, CBD significantly re- decreased interocular pressure one hour post-treatment in CB1 knockout mice, and the effect is attributed to CB, CBD's effect on the CPR18 receptor. Okay, and so again, I, if you take CBD just orally does it go in and also help with pressure or right. is this just eye drops so let's 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 have this conversation first of all let's let's talk about just the molecule cbd itself not its method of delivery so we have some studies that say it increases ocular eye pressure uh-huh. and that's dangerous 
Yeah. It, especially if you have glaucoma right. or it, it leads to glaucoma, it is the, it's the one thing you do not want. Right. And then they have other studies that suggest it decreased it. They have, let me see here. They have, uh, I also had read that one study suggested that THC absolutely decreased the pressure, but CBD would negate the THC's ability to decrease the pressure. Okay. So there is this controversy. This, this review is correct. It is a real controversy. But it just tells me it needs to be validated. Just like this thing said, there are some people that need an alternative, that the medications don't work. And how would you like to be sitting there with that gun in your face going, okay, the outcome is I'm going to be blind. At Absolutely will be blind and sometime in the near future. Yeah. Yuck. I, I mean, I would... Get your act together is what I would say. I would <laughs> seek <laughs> seek an alternative for sure. Yeah. Uh, but you can't rely on this so far, huh? Yeah, this, right. This is tough. Because, I mean, I, a large part of the world doesn't know this, but you the hemp plant has a lot of CBD. So if you smoked uh, this hemp plant, would that help with... If you don't want the THC, say let's say you you can't take the medicine, and you're like, okay, I want to try and do this with THC. Yeah. Maybe you do like <clears throat> you smoke a little hemp during the day, and then you do your THC at night, where you don't Be- have to because, function as much. Well, and you also, what well, we've already demonstrated that CBD has the ability to counteract the psycho effects of THC. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think having those two together could help someone to seek out this alternative yeah um all right and everybody's talking about topical application too by right, the that, way that was my nobody's question. talking about any of this smoking being yeah delivered in other methods like ingested inhaled or you know via a tincture they're well, talking about those receptors getting contact with this molecule via a delivery of a topical application. Right. Eye drops, throwing it on there, whatever. Couldn't throw a little doobie in the cage <laughs> with the rats. and <laughs> Right? All right. Now, there's another interesting comment they made. So after, after they spoke on this, you know, of these recent studies showing that it does, other studies showing that it doesn't, they said that this article, I told you, it had been cited a lot. Well, it says this article was cited by the American Academy of Ophthalmology with the headline, CBD oil may worsen glaucoma. All right, now I think this is one of those peer checks. Altogether, the literature does not conclusively show whether CBD increases, decreases, or causes no change to IOP. That was this panel of physicians' opinion of the American Academy of Ophthalmology, citing this article under their article called CBD oil may worsen glaucoma. I think they called them out. It was what I, what yeah, I it sounds like, yeah, <laughs> well, first of all, I, is it a play on words, CBD oil? Is Well, is there's there... a lot of misinformation in this whole arena yeah. when it comes to optical. 
and ca and cannabis in general. As you can see, they were talking about marijuana, but they really weren't. They were talking about can uh, cannabidiol. There's this, you can just tell it is so in need of an advance. Yeah. You know, in the knowledge base, in the the field of the clinical studies, and, and it needs to lead the human trial in order for it to really be of any help to us. And I think our agencies need to provide that path. Mm -hmm. I think they need to remove the obstacles. Yeah, I really thought that I, doing this show was going to help me be able to tell my customer. Yeah, sorry. I told you there was going to be drama here. Uh, but the drama, the, but the answer is don't let it go. There may not be something now, but there will be something soon. That's the real answer you should be looking at. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and I'll be even more clear. I think once the Fair Banking Act passes in the Senate, which I hope to be fairly soon, I think the cannabis industry will be better funded. I think once that happens, a lot of these obstacles that are restricting these studies will get lifted. I'll say that again. Once the Fair Banking Act gets passed by the Senate and then gets signed, okay, then those who want to invest into this industry will be able to without the fear of retributions and, right? That, you know, because this cannabis law thing is still in this gray, ridiculous area. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so the answer really that uh, we can define here is that there is an absolute middle of the road here. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so on it's the not fence. clear. I like, I like what they said. The science is not conclusive. It does not, the literature does not conclusively show whether CBD increases, decreases, or causes no change to IOP. Very well-received group and, of doctors with a very good study. Okay. So CBD, and we're not talking about <coughs> THC because we know it reduces the pressure. Yeah. So that, yeah. So that one seems to be... Now, you, you can't say empirical because I'm pretty sure there's no, the clinical studies have to support that. Mm -hmm. But it seems from what they are capable of doing that nobody's arguing with that point. Or at least from the scientific community. Yeah. Nobody's arguing that point. Right, right. Okay. Well, there's just so many different ways to... Uh, you know, you can you can have an edible now. You can, I mean, you don't have to smoke it. You don't. I'm just wondering if does it interact with I in what was the pressure the ocular inocular <laughs> yes. yeah inocular pressure. Does it would an edible also help with that? Because those that last longer in your body. You know, when you smoke, it really only is in I, there I doing its thing for about three hours. I can't tell you whether that makes sense to me uh, based on everything I read because the receptors are on the eyeball. Right. That's yeah. what I was wondering is if you ingested it, would the THC find its way up to those receptors in your eyeballs? I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm just going to say it, it doesn't seem to be any science that leads me to that. Okay. All, everybody was wanting to put some Something sort of... directly on the directly eye as on if the it eye. was separated. Okay. Yeah. Great question, though. Really good question. Okay. Okay. So what we need is, again, we need our agencies to help remove the obstacles so that these studies can be done 
and we can move, move forward on this. Hey, I have to share something with you that's personal. And I'm sure there are a lot of our listeners that will feel the same way as me. Some of us are extremely visual. Like, it is our greatest sense. We apply the most amount of of influence and energy and at, from that sense above everything else. You know, some people have touched and some people have smell and hearing and so forth. I have, mine's vision. Literally, I would shoot myself if it went away. So when I think of things like this, if I was one of those where the current pharmaceutical didn't work, that's devastating. Devastating. Mm, yeah. 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 Can't and see my kids grow. I, oh, wow. Ah, I would figure it, Wow. You wouldn't be out. Your other senses would kick in. But uh, you, uh, yeah, I, well, I would be the same way. I, yeah. I'll try whatever whatever I can. I This is. Yeah. All right. And so I go back to what you read when you type in glaucoma, you know, from the Mayo Clinic. This is a huge disorder. Yeah. Yeah. yeah one of my questions to you on the way over here was, uh I use allergy eye drops every day. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Am I hurting my eyes? Because I didn't even think about it. Um, but I need them because otherwise my eyes itch crazy. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, it's, it's very uh, – it's, it's got to be very frustrating when something that your doctor prescribes does not work. Um, I'm a new uh, – well, I got more. I'm not going to read anymore. Uh, I will. I had another big study in here. Conclusion. We concluded that THC lowers IOP by activating two receptors, CB1 and the uh, GPPR18. But I think this is the only reason I'm going to read this. But in a sex-dependent manner, CBD, contrary to expectations, has two opposing effects on interocular pressure and can interfere with the effects of THC. Now, what do they mean by uh, in sex-dependent manner? They suggested that it was better for men than females. THC. Yeah. Uh, well, the pressure, the, Re- the input. Relieving. On, yeah, on that. Oh. All right. Okay, I have to move off of this because before we close the show. Okay. I want to do a shout out. I'm very aware that this is in March. It is Women's Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And in Women's Awareness Month, you know, their impact on history is where that originated. So I want to put a big shout out to all the women who are in the cannabis industry of any form, in one form or another. And why I think that's a big play is because I think the women who are participating in the cannabis industry will have a profound impact on our history. Uh, well, I think that's a, that is a great comment. And uh, yes, we've run into wonderful cannabis female doctors. I mean, we talk about Bonnie yes, Goldstein quite right. a bit. Shout out to uh, Bonnie Goldstein. Yep, yeah, and and we've we're in the process of looking at some nurses and in the in the cannabis field in Arizona here to try and you know just get everybody together yeah. and be be well educated. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of great women in in this world. 100% agree with you. It, 100%. Yeah. And we just have that wonderful calming effect on the world, <laughs> which yes. is needed right now. Yes. The yeah. nurturing is 
is something this industry needs too. Yeah, and I didn't go about uh, at the store to only have a female staff, um, including myself, of course. But that's kind of how it ended up. Uh, and I well, and as a result, I'm going to tell you what I observed. You guys be- became consultant yeah. in nature. You guys cared about what everybody put in your body. You cared about the outcome of whatever your consultive approach was going to be. And that's the, that's the customers that you attract. And I, I see it all the time when I'm in there. Yeah. Not to say a, guy, you know, a, a male could not also have the amount ah. of empathy. And, it's a good and, thing you said that. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you, Ed. Uh, it's always nice to have a, a, a female, what do I want to say, organization around me. All right. Yeah, I liked it too. So good job. All right. Well, we want to conclude uh, this topic for today. I'm sorry if I could not give you a definitive answer other than please be patient. I think that answer is coming. Yeah, hopefully there'll be another show next year or sooner than that that we say yay, yay, and yay. All right. Okay, so that's a wrap for today's show. I want to thank everyone for listening. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us, thecbdedshow.org. Info at, by the way. All right, so this is Kim. And this is Ed. (laughs) Sharing what's possible with natural pharmacology. Bye now. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Ed Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be back with you soon.